0: something happened in no. the Yeah, apparently I've been attacking her since day one. Little does she know I know about her messages to Kyle. Your friend, Natalia, better watch yourself because I don't have a problem firing people. Yeah, go ahead, I'm off to can ass, <laughs> like, she can suck my balls. I'm not having her pretend she's like a victim in any of this I, I hate her. What's going on? She's got an issue with me. You I need, need to work together. I know, but do you mean me or? <laughs> Here, Kyle. Listen. Babe, I'm done. No, like, what happened? The child's everything. It's like, are you able, like, just, you know, instead of like popping clutter somewhere, just like deal with clutter at the time? I was like, because, like, I don't know, it could be, it could be, but, but anyway, it's still there. She was not listening to me in a way. She was going, like, you're mm, mm, mm. talking right, sh** now. I swear to God, she's like, you've disrespected me from day one. I said, disrespected you? I'm thinking in my head, she is messaging behind my back. That's uncomfortable, We're supposed to be a leader. I could easily come at her I'm right sorry, now. So like basically.
1: the walls have ears around you. I'm just gonna, you know.
0: The mess, the f- way how she's gone about everything is just f-ing stupid. She's not being like, coming up to me like, f**king Natalia, but she is messaging behind my back. It's f-ing stupid. We all have f-ing chief chief street experience. trying to say, this actually works. Put tell on the table, just had to remove one thing. Then she didn't say thank you to anything. And I just said she came on board with the worst attitude. <laughs> it's like a small thing, the toilet life life. this morning? Like, like no I, like, went up to him in any of this <laughs> she has only like maple syrup and honey on the table. Well, apparently, you only like me oh, and I. knife all nothing time. And every time I put two sets of salt and pepper at each table, she takes my one. So, with that, if you want me to do a day head, I will do the day head. For me to cabins, I'm in mean cabins. If you want me to be anywhere, I'm anywhere. Personally, I do not want to be your friend, and I don't think I'm going to make it to the level because I think it's all fake bullshit. But I would happily love to work with you. With that, you want me to housekeeping, I will go Hi. anywhere. Okay. I don't want a friendship with you. I just want a successful charter because we're both here to make obviously great tips. Okay, cool.
1: Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana.
2: Hey, baby gorgeous.
1: How y'all doing? How
2: y'all doing? You look very sexy today.
1: Oh, I got new glasses.
2: Oh, is that why? I'm looking at them going, well, oh, you it. look really cute in your glasses today. They're new.
1: They feel a bit poindextery, but you know when you're just not used to it.
2: You can pull it off, sweetheart. You do nerd chic very well. You look I adorable. do pull off
1: nerds a lot, yeah. Ah,
2: you do pull um, off you. nerds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not drinking time, sweet, so I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> so all is well in your world?
1: All's well, baby.
2: How's C- well. Oh, God, you went very deep, though. How's, how's Chino? Where is he?
1: He's just on the bed. We I just took him downstairs, mm. and he did find some salami on the floor, oh. like oh, some dirty street salami, so, and he got it before I could get it off him. So I don't know how that's going to go.
2: Oh, great. <laughs> the choice of puppy parenting. Oh, bastard. Yeah. Lots to cover today. Yeah,
1: yeah lots to cover, yeah. <laughs> lots to
2: cover. So I don't really have that many up front sizzles. Tinsley Mortimer is engaged. Did you see that? Oh,
1: I saw. I saw that family photo and I was like, oh, her eggs grew up pretty quick.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe she doesn't need to worry about them anymore. She's got a hubby and two stepkids. I'm really happy for her.
1: Good for her. Let's put her back on the show.
2: Yes, they asked her. She didn't want to. I think they asked her for Ultimate Mm. Girls Trip and she said, no, she's happy.
1: Yeah, our tins.
2: I mean, there's nothing to report because there's nothing else other than that because she obviously posted family vacay before the big day, so we're all inferring she's she's tight-lipped about everything. She must be really happy then if she doesn't give a fuck about what we think. I like that for totally. her. Totally. And I know we don't want to talk about the Rachel anymore, but mm. she sold two Tom Tom hoodies and her lightning bolt necklace for charity. Everything sold for $14,800. Okay. I just want to know, did she donate the money or did she pledge the money? So (laughs) I want to know if the money goes to charity or or if she keeps it.
1: Yeah, is it a tax write-off or what's the intention behind this?
2: I don't know if you saw in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that she apparently donated her divorce alimony payment, whatever you call it, to charity, but they actually didn't get it all. So she said, I pledged it. I didn't haven't donated it all yet, so there was a whole donate pledge thing. Oh, never-
1: this is very Real Housewives, Kyle and Garcelle at the charity event. <laughs> like we've, I feel like we've lived that before.
2: Exactly, and um, I don't know. Do you have any other sizzles? No. Nah. Well, then we'll just we'll look at the end like we always do. We're gonna start with Below Deck Med because obviously yes. that fucking was. F- I'm sorry, Natalia's making me laugh with all her She's complaining. She's Unless she feels, okay, I want to say unless she feels like she's been heard, but I don't think so. Unless people agree with her truth, she cannot let the mouse go.
1: And she's rewriting history. Like I don't think Toomey came on the board, called her a fat cunt and said she's (laughs) horrible at a job. Like that's how she's sort of spinning it now where it's like Toomey just said the boat was unorganised. Like, yeah, Toomey could have come in with a different approach.
2: I'm team Toomey all the way, but she came in hot Without reading the room first. (laughs) True. She was told by Kyle that Natalia comes in hot and she thought the best way to combat that is to step on it and it was not.
1: Right, but Natalia needs to get over it because it wasn't that bad.
2: She does need to get over it but also Toomey needs to be a team leader and go, right, how am I going to work with her? And she's realised that now But it might be too late.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I think Natalia should have been fired by now.
2: I think in this convo, Toomey's best thing would have gone, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you don't feel like you were heard. Can we please start again? Because that's ultimately what she wants. The tact she's taking isn't working for what she wants. Does Natalia deserve it? Sure. But it's not going to get her what she wants.
1: But I don't think Natalia, if... To be said, let's let's just start over. Natalia's not going to listen. She'd still be bringing up whatever happened on day one.
2: So we start with Natalia and Toomey arguing. Toomey says she's literally shaking. And this is when Natalia starts telling anyone who would ask and anyone who isn't asking what her problem is. And Kyle finally <sighs> realises that he caused this shit by telling Toomey about Nat and telling Nat what Toomey said about her. And then Toomey tells the captain... Do you think she should have told the captain straight away or she should have tried to deal with it? What do you think?
1: No, I think she should have told Sandy. But Sandy isn't a good captain, again. How so? Oh, this fucking Sandy. So (laughs) at first I thought she was kind of giving good advice when she was like, you know, lead with love and light and all that shit instead of, you know. But then Sandy wants everyone to bring her problems, but then as soon as they do, she says, deal with it. Go deal with it. She doesn't ever help.
2: Well, she said she wants to know, but she's trying to be a good leader by letting Toomey deal with herself because if she does deal with herself, then she will grow as a leader. But I don't disagree with you when they're screaming at each other. I think then the captain – oh, my God, can you hear my dogs going off? No. Okay. They're going off. There must be a dog in the park. (laughs) They didn't go for a walk this morning. So, anywho. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get back to that because there's there's literally them two arguing the whole episode. I kind of loved it. So they can finally leave the dock. This Max. Is it Max? Frenchie? Is that his name? Oh,
1: I love this French guy.
2: I mean, poor fucker doesn't know any of the yachting jargon in English. I do feel sorry for him. And at first I was like, when we saw the preview of Lara complaining that he was lazy, I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's, um, <laughs> let's give it a minute. But... She does work very hard, this Lara, and mm-hmm. she's like working her ass off while this Max is doing fucking pull-ups on Charter.
1: <laughs> Jerking off, she keeps saying. She, he's I know. Doing-
2: but then in Confessional he tells us he has ADHD and, and does not take his prescribed medication.
1: Oh, I know.
2: What are your thoughts about that? Are we allowed to comment on his lack of taking his medication? When I say are we allowed to comment, like is it appropriate? Because I think he might want to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, man, I take a crazy pill at night and then now that I've got this RA, like yesterday I had to pop six pills in one go. Like if i got to take my medication, surely Max has got to take his medication. It doesn't seem fair.
1: I am grateful that he hasn't.
2: You're grateful I, that he I hasn't. Love, I
1: love this manic <laughs> chaotic energy.
2: I think he's got to get on it. That's my opinion, because I don't think (laughs) it's good for him and or others. Yeah, but also he
1: can do whatever he wants. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. It's just like a doctor can also say you have to exercise an hour a day. I'm still not going to do it. Like- Oh. I don't listen to doctor's advice all the time.
2: Uh, well, I mean, normally on podcast day, I have one show to watch in the morning. So this is the day we don't go for a walk in the morning, but I go for a walk with the dogs for an hour every day. got to exercise.
1: Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is I'm okay to ignore a doctor's orders so he can do whatever he wants.
2: I mean, listen to me. I vape. What the fuck do I know? (laughs) Exactly. I know. So they go to the castle for lunch. I'm sorry, this was a dumb idea. Do not be telling the guests that you can have lunch at a castle when you have to do 10,000 fucking steps for it. Sorry, I wouldn't be telling them.
1: Yeah. I've been to Santa Margarita. I don't remember there being a castle. I obviously, I was on the other end of town. But I do remember there was a train station up the top of the hill so there was a lot of fucking steps. I think that's just this Italian Riviera. It's just step city. So everything they do is just going to be steps.
2: Don't offer them the option to do this if it's going to be this difficile with four fucking staff. It's ridiculous. Like I understand working hard. I have no problem working hard. I have no problem with physical labour. And, yes, it's a part of their job. But come on. This is ridiculous. Watching them cart all that stuff upper heel, like, you could slip and hurt your... Like, on cobbles, this is not OHS compliant.
1: I think you just said the key word, cart. They need to go and buy a cart or yeah. something because why are they carrying this stuff? Get something with wheels, you dead shits.
2: Like, why don't they get the option to have a golf cart with a little, like, um wheelbarrow at the back, no, you know what I mean? Like, you put all the stuff in, you get in the cart, you ride up the hill. Like, this is ridiculous. they're carrying it.
1: But those guests as well, they're like, oh, there's no escalator. I was like, well, of course not. Like, it's not the Mall of America, sweetheart, it's the Italian Riviera. Where is an escalator coming from?
2: Why aren't there go-karts? Or, you know, like, I've seen them, like, lots of people have them when you live on a hill and then they've got a little trolley cart to, like, get you up the hill to the house because it's such a steep oh, a curve. Or a funicular
1: type thing. This yeah. is what I'm saying.
2: This carrying all this shit is not OHS compliant. I'm sorry. I'm all for not being lazy and for working hard, but it doesn't seem safe to be carrying things where you don't have a free hand and you're walking up a fucking you know ninety fucking degree hill. It's just I think it's team too much. I don't think it should be on offer. No, no, I don't think it's safe. So that's my opinion. But then this max is too busy singing and asking for breaks to do any work and then volunteers <laughs> himself to go back to the boat instead of setting up and then it's like, oh, it's it's my second day, I'm tired. It's like, dude, it's your second day. I wouldn't be offering to do nothing. I get why Lara's not impressed. I'd be pissed at him. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but the only thing is like Hayley back on the boat goes on break and I'd be like, I wouldn't be leaving Max on his own. I think he needs lots of supervision but – Oh yeah. Nat goes to pack up while Tumi checks on the cabins and Nat says she's checked the cabins but Tumi says she hasn't checked the cabins. Now do you agree that when they check the cabins they should be tidying up for the third time before lunch or do you agree with Nat that when you check it in the middle of the day you're not supposed to be tidying up? And basically cleaning. What do you think?
1: Well, what the fuck does Natalia think she's doing by checking on the cabins? Like, yeah, the cabin's still there. You're not checking on the presence of the cabin. Of course you meant to tidy up.
2: I don't disagree. She's like, I'm not emptying the bin three times a day.
1: Well, why not? It's a super yacht.
2: They've showered. You go and tidy the bathroom. So they make the bed. So that's what she thinks you do. You make the bed and that's it. It's like, whoa.
1: No. And so if Toomey's expectation is doing the bins, then you do the bins. I mean, I don't know if she made that clear prior, but now it should be clear as Crystal.
2: Well, I think she would have, but Nat came in hot by saying, hello, what's the issue this time? Which is why there was a fight. (laughs) Yeah,
1: what a bitch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and this is when Captain calls them both to the bridge. Nat tells the Captain about the text messages and then Timmy laughs, which pisses the Captain off. This Sandy. But then you're right. Captain's like, go figure it out. They're at the stage of fighting. You don't let them figure it out.
1: No, it's untenable already, Sandy.
2: It is.
1: And I don't know why Sandy, like, yeah, Toomey should not have started laughing and, like, making fun of Natalia in that moment. That is a bad look. But that's also not the cause of the problem.
2: I think her laughing is like, I don't know what to do at this point. I don't think she was laughing at Nat. But also Mm -hmm. Toomey's calling her a liar. It's like, well, what do you mean you're a liar? Is Kyle lying? I'm
1: confused. Kyle's lying. Kyle twisted it completely. So... Her text message was something about like she can walk off the boat or something, and then Kyle has spun it to "I'm not afraid of firing people," which is a more of a threat than anything else.
2: Did she mean Nat can walk off the boat, or did Toomey say she would walk off the boat? I was confused.
1: It, it well, yeah, it is a bit confusing, but Kyle took it one way.
2: Yeah, no. Kyle definitely, and it's like Toomey's right. She's like, I can't fire anyone. I would have never have said that. So. I'm, again, I'm team Toomey, but what about what Toomey said about her ballet concert and her dad?
1: Oh, yeah, that was full on.
2: She's like, I, f- I was a kid, I found out my dad was murdered and then I went and did a ballet concert for two hours. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, I would have maybe not gone to that concert, but who- I-, I don't know.
2: I'm like, well, your mum just sat down in the concert. I-, I don't want to say anything about Toomey and her mum about how they handle that, but I am shooketh. I'm shooketh. Uh, I'm yeah. shaking. Yeah, it's shooketh that. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, What did you think of
1: Jessica saying, she sort of started it all, didn't she, by telling Nat that Toomey's unhappy with her and all that
2: stuff? I don't think she started it. I think she was giving her a heads up, hey, listen, Toomey's not happy with the state of the boat and she was going to say, this is what we need to do. Like, I think she was just passing on info. I think if she thought about it and thought about how Nat had been going on about Toomey, she probably should have left it for oh, two to say, one. but it mm-hmm. is normal in the workspace when your boss tells you they're not happy with with X, they want you to do Y. It is normal for you to give everyone a heads up. I don't think Jessica did anything wrong. It's not Jessica's fault how Nat reacts to things. True, She is going to have to put up with the consequences of it. I don't think Jessica did anything wrong. It's so normal. It's not Jessica's fault that Nat can't take any constructive criticism. Again, I think that Toomey came in too hot with Nat, but with Nat, she's like gives you one chance and then she's done, which you can't live like that.
1: She's poison on this boat. She is absolutely taking it way too far. Yeah. She needs to calm down and do her job and shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, personally, as a viewer, I'm loving it. But if I was on that boat with her, I'd be like, Dar, you need to just pull your head in.
2: I agree. She takes everything way too personally and acts like she does nothing wrong and everyone else sucks. It's like you can't live in a silo, so you've got to learn to deal with people. And, like, she's
1: trying to... I don't know if she's doing it subconsciously or consciously, but she's like, well, I mean, she's obviously trying to gaslight everyone on the boat into thinking that is this raging nightmare, where I don't think she is. No. Like the way she's like, get your hands out of my face, get your hands out of my face. Toomey's barely got her hands up. Meanwhile, Natalia's hands are flying around like she's a referee. That's
2: true.
1: Like, why are you spinning it like that? Because that's not what I'm seeing.
2: Yeah. She did do that last season with someone. I can't remember who it was, but the hands in the face thing yeah that has pissed her off before so it's obviously a trigger for her
1: but she'll she'll call it out in the moment to deflect from what they're saying yes by calling out their hand gestures so it's just like, oh I can't argue with that because you've got hand gestures and it's like well, You're just trying to spin it.
2: You're right. She's a big deflector because she's always in the right and everyone else is always in the wrong. Like it's never occurred to her that the other person has a point at all. Yeah. (sighs) So it's dinner time now and the vegan's not happy.
1: (sighs) This vegan bitch. (sighs)
2: When someone says she wants fried tofu, in Australia as well as in England where the chef is from, we don't say seared. We say pan fried, and so we shorten Mm -hmm. that to fried. So when someone says it's fried if you you want it seared, and if you want it fried in America, we say deep fried. So it's not the chef's Mm -hmm. fault at all. And this breaded, it's not breaded, we say crumbed, but whatever. Like, exactly. If you had told that chef, I want it deep fried, he would have crumbed it for you slash breaded it for you so it's a lost in translation thing
1: this vegan bitch she is obviously so miserable in her life that she's eating like a nice cooked meal she thinks that's bland so her solution is to have tofu and chips as if that's not going to be bland what a miserable person what life is she living (laughs) where she's on a super yacht with like a five-star quality chef and she's asking for fried tofu like can you cheer up a little bit in your life can you have some joy and just try new things like what are you a child ordering off the kids menu on a super yacht cheer the fuck up and eat your food eat your, <laughs> eat your whatever it was because that looks good and she's like oh it's bland and I'm like oh yeah it's bland coming from the palate of someone who just eats tofu all the time the most bland food in the world what an idiot
2: <laughs> it was veggie okay first of all everyone's having paella right so you're having a vegan paella, which is basically veggies and rice. And paella was it? No, it wasn't paella. Sorry, sorry, it wasn't. It, it was, was southern. It was Caribbean food. food. Caribbean. Food.
1: Caribbean. It was jambalaya or something.
2: Oh, excuse me. It was jambalaya. Now, if traditionally it has meat and fish in it, right? So of course it's going to be on the blander side, but it's vegetables and rice, like. How how can we jazz that up?
1: I think she's a vegan that doesn't like vegetables. That's what I think.
2: That's the thing. Like, I get it. I get the vegetarian option all the time. Does it smell as exciting as everyone else's food? No. But that's my fucking problem. And if you want fries with every meal, put it on your preference sheet. I too want fries with every meal. It's fine. Yeah, I agree with you. She was a fucking spoiled brat. Don't blame the chef that you eat boring food. You're right. It's true. I ate boring food. I don't blame the chef.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, you're so right. I'm pissed at her now too, retroactively. I'm
1: so pissed at her, and then she's eating it at like eleven thirty at night while everyone else is finished because she's been difficult.
2: She is being difficult. Like if someone brought me like fried tofu instead of deep fried tofu, just as the person who has annoying dietary requirements, I know that my dietary requirements are annoying, and I'm grateful that someone else has cooked for me. So mm-hmm. you're right. I'm mad at her now too. Good. Tumi wants to talk to Nat. Nat wants to do it in the morning. Again, you're a subordinate. You don't get to choose. Exactly. But the next morning, this fucking Max is doing push-ups while everyone is working. (laughs) So this Nat and Toomey start talking again. I thought Toomey started off well. Nat did not start well. Uh Uh-uh. And I think it's because Toomey won't acknowledge how Nat feels. Even if she's coming in hot... I think Mm -hmm. if Toomey had acknowledged how she felt, it may have calmed down. But at the same time, I think, no, Nat just wants everyone to agree with her side of the truth. What are your thoughts?
1: I think Nat's a psycho. She needs to relax. Yeah, you really and, do. Well, I just think it was never going to work, this coming down to third stew. She should go. I don't think she should be on that boat at all.
2: Yeah, you said that from the beginning. I yeah, I think Nat's such a hard worker, but she wants every fucking She's hard thing. work. She is hard work. I think words of affirmation are her love language. And she needs constant words of affirmation. Like she needs to be like told, "Oh my God, you're the best. I couldn't do this without you." Blah 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 blah. It's yeah, it's tiring.
1: Yes, yes, and and you know she was up against it with Kyle being Grima worm tongue and poisoning Toomey's ear. Like yeah. Yeah. There was prejudice there, but at this point she's just got to get off the ship because they're not going to work it out.
2: Do you think Nat saying, I'm here to work where you tell me I don't want to be friends, I just want to make great tips, do you think that's (laughs) going to go well for her?
1: (laughs) No. No. Oh
2: my and God. like that is
1: the case. like how often do you work with someone and you don't really want to be friends with them you just want to do the work like yeah, that's understandable. Mm. but saying that to someone's face
2: I know. it never works out. And I think also that's not actually the case. I don't think Nat can work with someone unless she's friends with them. This is the problem.
1: Yes, yep yeah, you nailed it.
2: And so we're docking. I'm sorry when Haley turned around to Max and said, "Can you like shut up a little bit?" that gave me <laughs> such joy. <laughs> Such joy.
1: (laughs) Those deckhand girls were making me laugh. Like every time she said she wanted to, one of them said she wanted to kick Max in the dick. Like (laughs) I just thought it was so funny.
2: And I do find this Haley funny because this is the one that said that she doesn't like to clean. But no one, one. no one seems to have a problem with her. So I think she's doing the work. She must be because Lara does not like anyone who doesn't work at 100 miles an hour, but she's uh-huh. fine with Haley. So I'm assuming that she gets her work done regardless of whether she mm-hmm. wants to or not. So I'm thinking Max is the problem and I don't think he's lazy I just think he needs to take his medication so he can focus on finishing a task that he starts like he's literally like again I keep bringing up the Homer Simpson chasing the bird around a tree because every little thing distracts him
1: I, I cannot wait to see him on a night out I'm so excited
2: yeah I don't know I think alcohol will help focus him I think when he's drinking he might be more fun Great. But then the captain can hear them arguing, so that's not going to go well. So we've got problems inside, we've got problems outside. Oh, You're right, this makes for yeah. a great show.
1: Yeah, Sandy's going to mismanage that completely.
2: Oh, well, and that's pretty much the episode, right?
1: Yep. It was TBC, I believe, so.
2: Ooh. Oh, no wonder I had no more notes. I thought I'd lost my notes, but that was all I wrote. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's it.
2: Do you want to just get into Rony? Sure. Do you want to get Roni out of the way? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do, actually. I really do.
2: Connecticutting the dots. Okay, so this is where I get disappointed with Roni and why I don't have high hopes. Because we open with these short clip scenes, right? We always do. At first Uh I was like, oh, my God, are we watching Cy Grocery Shop? But no, she's wig shopping, but with a grocery basket. On (laughs) Potomac they would never be buying wigs from the grocery store. It's not a grocery yeah, no. store, but it's <laughs> they like. They all have
1: a wig line. <laughs> but
2: it's like a Priceline kind of CVSE store, right? It's just, I'm sorry, I just, in my head, I wouldn't be thinking wig shopping with a grocery basket.
1: I, I, I agree.
2: But I don't wig shop, so really what the fuck do I know, Right. I kept
1: waiting for the episode to start because it sort of yes. felt like we were doing those mini scenes like, oh, we're playing bumper cars, we're going for a walk in the park, yes. Jenna's packing some stuff to go to the post office and I was like, okay, when are we getting the life admin out of the way and actually starting the episode? And it was like 20 minutes later.
2: That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I feel like all these other scenes were a like a build-up with little bits of info to get to the main scene and then it was over. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got bumper cars on ice with Uber and Erin where this Erin is saying, I feel bad for Pavit, but then she still doesn't get it. Yeah. Do
1: you think the main problem is they're maybe not so great at explaining their problems and setting up fights? Because I feel like we needed to have all these little scenes to make it clear what they're going to fight about later. Yes. Whereas... I don't think it needed that. You just put them in a room, do a FaceTime call or something, and just lay it all out in a minute. But it took forever to know what they were arguing about. But it's already been what they're arguing about for hours. We didn't need all of this homework.
2: I know. (laughs) Homework. I I love it. You call it homework. Yeah. The Central Park scene, I'm like, okay. The only thing about the Central Park, and again, I'm nitpicking, I know that I am, is this side who mm. never talks about her mum, all she does is talk about her mum. Mm. Like she's telling us about the selling incense and how embarrassed she was and it's like, I thought you didn't talk about your mum. Why are we talking about your mum? i got
1: to tell you, I, I zoned out completely with this, Sai. I've just got no investment in her.
2: Yeah, me too. No, that's not true. I actually enjoy hating Sai. That's the thing. You, you are over it. I'm enjoying picking on her. I must say I am. I don't know for how much longer, but I am. <laughs>
1: Well, to quote Sai herself, I'll say, I don't care.
2: I don't care. <laughs> and
1: then I talk about her every week. So I am Sai.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we're at Jenna's place. Jessel's using her house for a photo shoot. I mean, it was fine. I don't know how, but I'm enjoying Jessel. I'm enjoying the fact that she was grateful for Jenna's help. She was grateful for Uber's help. I didn't mind the scene, but what was the point of the scene? That Jessel is telling her about the stuff that Bryn told her that Erin yeah. and Sire were talking behind her back. I'm like, okay, sure.
1: Should should Jenna be a friend of?
2: Yes, Jenna should be right. a friend of because I again, all I'm getting is mostly scenes of her in her closet, which I'm not seeing the cool stuff. I don't know. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm complaining about with Jenna. I really like Jenna, but I think I think she's too sweet to be a housewife. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that is a problem sometimes,
2: yeah. So, okay. Cy and Aaron at the costume shop. Ugh. The point of this scene is because Cy spills that Uber is dating someone. That's the point of that scene. So, yeah. we need to, again, we're setting up for the big finale, but the scene itself isn't interesting enough It's not a bad scene, it's just we didn't need it. It's, it's yeah, it's like a soap opera in that all the little bits could could have been done in two minutes, but there's nothing else to show us. So that's why they're drawing it out. At the end of the day, this scene's all about Bryn's party. So speaking of Cy, what did you think of Cy's hat mask? Do you remember it? It was like a black hat and the nose bit went down. I loved it. I thought she looked fire. Oh, okay. I thought she looked great. I mean, she's a very attra- she's an attractive woman, so she can pull off anything. I would have looked like Quasimodo in that thing. <laughs> but I thought Sai looked fire. I thought she looked so good. But my main gripe with the beginning part of this party is did no one bring gifts? I didn't see any gifts. They all rocked up oh, to a yeah. birthday party. I didn't see a fucking gift table. So, I'm assuming people didn't bring presents.
1: Well, Brent's complained about getting gifts in the past, so maybe it was a big fuck oh, you to Brent. Oh,
2: maybe. I'm like, if I'm going to be buying you all that booze and some food at a restaurant, I want a fucking present. Give me a gift. And I want to see the presents. I want to know what kind of presents they buy each other. I want to see the bougie gifts and go, wow, if I had rich friends, I'd get Tiffany's too. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see that. Yeah. Jessel arrives last. So obviously her call time was last so that the Grinchers could talk about her behind her back, which they did. (laughs) And they're all like, we don't care if she's there. But then when she comes, Aaron's all like, no warm hello, no big hug. It's like, what do you fucking expect?
1: Oh, yeah, and Jessel did say hi.
2: She did, literally, and it said two minutes prior or two minutes earlier. (laughs) I love that. It's the fact that she said hello but she didn't get a hug. She she wants to start shit. Erin wants to start shit. It's like you want to talk about someone behind their back and you Uh want them to be nice to your face so you can be nice and fake to their face. Erin's just, she wants too much.
1: She wants too much. Yeah. This long-jaw silver, I'm so sick of looking at her.
2: (laughs) Now you're body-shaving. Well, oh. I just
1: think it's so funny that her high school nickname was about a pirate and now she's been called a parrot <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> It was true. traditionally on a pirate's shoulder. <laughs> I just think she just can't escape the pirate analogies and I just find that hilarious.
2: She really can't. I love that. I think she's worried about the notepad checklist. I think that's why she started sucking up to Jessel. Oh. I can't the way
1: they spun that into something like was one of them saying like, "Oh, she's Jess, or She's not capable of independent free thought. That's why she's got to write things in a notepad." And it's like, what?
2: That doesn't make like, sense. What?
1: That doesn't make sense. They are always reaching and grasping at straws.
2: They are. They are reaching. That's what it is. They're reaching with Jessel. If you got a gripe, say you gripe, but don't be reaching. It's true. It's so true. I know.
1: And it's like, Sai, what are you? Like the TSA check-in agent at the airport? Like, <laughs> what do you care what's written on Parvitz's airline ticket? It's got nothing to do with you. Like, are you customs? You're not customs, so shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) It's true. They just don't like her and they're trying to find reasons to not like her instead of just saying, you know what, I don't like you, I don't have to have a reason. Because you don't. It's true. Just say you don't like her. If you're going to be a bitch, own the bitch. Yeah. Do you agree with Bryn, though, that Jessel isn't really sticking up for herself? Because this airing of Um, grievances, I'm like, what is this, Festivus? What's going on with the airing of grievances?
1: (laughs) I honestly think Bryn was just like seeing writing on the wall being like, oh, this is a finale event and it's boring as batshit. I need to stir drama because she did the most. She She was super messy. And like, I don't think, yeah, the airing of grievances is an appropriate way to actually resolve conflict. (laughs) If your goal is peacekeeping, that's never going to work.
2: We generally see it around a dinner table at Housewives where they're like starting to get along and they're like, okay, we want everyone to be happy so we're going to air our grievances. It was a real Housewives movie, right? And she just, she played the it's my birthday card, we'll do what I want, and then she throws Pavitt under the bus.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a bit out of pocket. I mean, mm-hmm. like, again, I'm glad she did it because we needed that. But, I mean, Pavitt already apologised in the moment, clarified it in the moment, that it, it sort of wasn't anything.
2: I didn't think she needed to do it, but I also think she's like, I don't want Jessel to be thrown under the bus when we get to reunion and everyone's then watched Pavitt. I want you to know now and not later so that we don't deflect from the fact that you're a cunt to Jessel. I kind (laughs) of think maybe that was her reasoning. So at least it's out in the open pre-reunion. But it doesn't mean that she's not going to milk it at reunion anyway. So I would have let it go. I wouldn't have said anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And because was Pavit. Pavit was like, well, she's a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, she is.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and he'll own it. I get now why they were like, oh, you shouldn't have said that because... Sai so says her mum was bipolar. actually bipolar. So I get right, yeah. I get why they were like you shouldn't have said that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's super sensitive.
2: Yeah. but also calling her a bitch instead, I really don't think Sa' si is going to be like, oh yeah, that's better, it's fine. Like And can we stop? I'm over the Vietnam thing. I don't get why Sai thinks that it. Jessel is a liar about the Vietnam thing because she said he's going in a couple of weeks. And he did, literally didn't go in two weeks. No one says a couple of weeks when they mean literally two weeks. If it's if there's a uh, date exactly. booked for two weeks, they will say in two weeks. A couple of weeks and means like, soon. We all know that.
1: We all know that. And do I need to sit side down and just explain what COVID was and, like, how COVID affected the airline industry and things? Because she does seemingly not have a fucking clue.
2: Yes, but also at reunion they're going to roll tape because they have been all season when Cy... Si Misremembers things Like this couple of <laughs> weeks Two weeks thing And she's What is she going to do? Go oh well Like you literally Have been fighting Non-stop with this woman Because your memory Is not on point
1: Yeah I don't know about this reunion I'm interested to see it Because I would love If they call Cy out for those Sort of little things And show the clips And Andy puts the fire on her But I don't think he will Because he's so invested In this reboot Yeah and trying to sell sell it as a good decision, I don't know if he's going to bring the drama. I
2: know. I just think Sai's going to go, oh, well, I still feel that way. Like, I think it's going to be anticlimactic, so I don't hold out hope. Yeah. I don't know who's going to hold Sai's feet to the fire. You are correct. I don't think Andy will do it, and I don't think Jessel. Once Jessel says her point, she's not a let's hammer at home person, so I don't know who's going to be doing that.
1: My secret hope is that it is Jessel, and I hope that now that the episodes have aired, and she's become a fan favourite, she now gets a huge head and yeah. turns into a monster herself. <laughs> and
2: turns into a head. gay. You know, game. the
1: season two fan... F- <laughs> yes, that's what I'm hoping will happen.
2: I don't think it will because she even says it in confessional, when the Q-tip meets resistance, you have to stop pushing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True.
2: I mean, a Q-tip. This whole pet parrot mask, I'm sorry, it wasn't that fucking funny.
1: It's a bit cringe.
2: It was very cringe. And also I googled helium and fire Helium is not flammable and will do nothing when it comes in contact with fire. So I'm sorry, Brynn, I assume you didn't pass the organic chemistry. Like, did you see her freaking out?
1: I know, I know.
2: She wants to push this whole narrative, I'm really smart, I'm really smart. And it's like you're pushing that narrative a little too hard, sweetheart.
1: We've seen you play chess, like no (laughs) one's thinking you're smart.
2: I feel sorry for her because it's just like, oh, you're making everyone think you're dumb by constantly trying to let us know how smart you are. And then you did organic chemistry and you didn't know that helium isn't flammable. I don't know. This is what Google told me. Tell me if I'm wrong, but apparently it will do nothing when it comes in contact with fire, so says Google.
1: Was she thinking of hydrogen? I don't know.
2: Maybe. I think she was. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, look, the whole point of this episode (laughs) is... Bryn screaming out Uber, I heard you got a man in Connecticut. And Cy yes. getting the shits because she spilled the beans when she was with Aaron and then further spilled the beans when they took Bryn out for dinner for her birthday. Why is Sai pissed at Bryn? Why isn't Sai being pissed at herself? She's a
1: hypocrite. She's a hypocrite.
2: Even Uber was not happy with Bryn. It's like, why are you not happy with Bryn? Why aren't you pissed at Sai?
1: Well, it makes me think like, what have they gotten together off camera to decide they're not going to bring up on camera? Mm, like, true. it just throws skepticism at the whole past 14 episodes thinking like, oh, like what have you all decided not to talk about?
2: Well, I don't think there's scepticism because you and I have been saying all season that it's boring, so there's obviously a lot. I'm not sceptical that they're holding yeah. back. I know they're holding back.
1: They have been holding back, yeah. yeah. And it's a bit rich for them to be like, you know, just be you, be real, be real, when clearly they're not being real.
2: Yeah, and maybe now once they start throwing each other under the bus, or once someone starts throwing someone under the bus, they're all going to release each other's skeletons and the show might actually get good. Oh,
1: God, here's hoping.
2: These, um, I never know what to call them, the the, I don't think, I call them outros, but it's not. Someone tell me what the word is when they put up the text about what's happening about them after the season. So Mr. Mm -hmm. Connecticut met the other ladies. Well, I've never met him. So why do I care?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Sai's inviting everyone upstate except for Bryn. What do I care? Jessel's kids are going to a school that's 35,000, not 60,000. Why do I care? Like,
1: I mean, that's that's kind of funny, that one. Yeah. We hated her when she was talking about the school cue.
2: I know, but I don't care. It's about the kids. I'm sorry. I don't care. I care that you're happy with your kids, but I don't care about them. I'm sorry. I don't watch the real kids of New York. Sorry. I don't care. Erin moved from Tribeca. I thought that was funny. And she's doing a yeah. Mezcal line. Do we need more tequila?
1: I, surely there's enough. I know. There's enough.
2: And, I mean, Jenna's is engaged, but we know she doesn't want to talk about it because how many times has she says, I'm on the show, my partner's not on the show. So, again, I don't care.
1: I hate that loophole.
2: I know. What I do care <laughs> is why Bryn has to freeze her eggs in Switzerland. Because she's an idiot. Why isn't she freezing her eggs in America? Like who's paying for this, that you're going to Switzerland to do it?
1: Well, didn't they? They make fun of her in the caption, being like, "Cause that's where Switzerland's known for banking." And I think
2: maybe I get she it. She just, but if she thinks. literally is doing it in Switzerland, I personally think it's because someone else is paying for it.
1: Yes, that's yes, that's a good point.
2: And then we get the reunion preview that we've all seen. I'm sorry. The funniest thing about the reunion is that Andy learns that Judy Bloom's name is Judith. Seriously, Andy,
1: That's gonna be bad.
2: So Jen in jeans. Bryn's touching her boobs. <sighs> TV Jenna versus real Jen. I'm into that. I want to know about that. Uber comes in hot in this reunion. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But then Uber is mean to Bryn and then Uber's crying. Everyone seems to be crying. (sighs) And Sai yells at Jessel again. We kind of didn't talk about that, the fact that Sai did scream, it was not on fucking camera. And then she – this is at the end of the party – And she says, fuck you to Brynn and storms off. But I guess we did talk about the fact that we're like, Well, I don't
1: think Sai can be mad at someone for doing the exact same thing she did. Exactly. If you don't want someone to spread something, you don't tell them. She's
2: a bit like Natalia. Yeah. God, I wonder what they would be like together. They would clash. Nightmares. It's the last episode. I, I mean, we did get some screaming. Part of me is like... We are getting stuff from Roni. I'm just not getting excited about it and I want to know why. What would
1: your rose be for the whole season, 14 episodes? What's your rose? What's the funniest thing, the best thing that's happened?
2: I can't remember. What happened this season? There
1: was a prank about a phone. There was a fight about cheese.
2: Uber going off about the phone, I enjoyed that immensely. I did. And I've enjoyed Uber this season. And I think I'm going to enjoy her at reunion telling people off and dropping bombs. I've enjoyed Uber. I think that if the show got cancelled, I might follow Uber on social media for about six months just to keep up. I
1: think my highlight of the season was blurring out the restaurant name. I think that's like the one thing that was fun and cute and creative. Yeah. And different, and then it, and that was episode, and then that one? turned into fighting about food for ten episodes.
2: <laughs> yeah, are people loving it, or are they saying that people are loving it?
1: People are saying it's a breath of fresh air, and they're loving getting to know them. Okay, but I don't think that's sustainable.
2: No, but again, if they've had this whole little pact that we don't talk about this stuff, as soon as one person drops someone else's truth, they're all going to start doing it on each other, and it might actually be fun.
1: I know. So is next season going to be good if they keep the cast? And this was just our, like...
2: I don't know, We man. had to
1: suffer through this season.
2: Look, we're going to watch it, but I don't think we should be covering it if we don't like it because we're just annoying people.
1: It, it turns us into bitter betties.
2: It does. I oh, do you enjoy being a bitter Betty. Look, at this stage, <laughs> I'm enjoying not liking Cy. Si. So, I don't know I don't know what to tell you people I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> I know, but then we
1: have villains like Erica Jane, And it's like, she gives us so much to talk about as a villain Because
2: she makes me mad Whereas size just annoying Yeah I'm looking forward yeah. to yeah. Beverly anyway. Hills, it's true
1: They've just dropped the first, like, seven minutes of the episode or something But I haven't watched it
2: I haven't watched it because I don't want to ruin it
1: Yeah, I know, I'm so excited
2: Yeah <laughs> Okay, should we just move on to Salt Lake City? Yes An olive branch with thorns Uh, Okay So this creepy bunny What the fuck This wasn't funny This wasn't cute Oh, that's
1: because you have a a fear of mascots
2: Yeah, the puppet people Now, I'm assuming it was a production person Because they were in Heather's car
1: Well, uh, my first thought was, if Angie's really trying to dispel the gay husband rumors, getting him to dress up as a bunny <laughs> is probably not the way to do you that.
2: What though? The bunny person was was not fit. So
1: in my head, it was Sean, and I was <laughs> laughing and laughing. I had the best time watching that bunny go up to each of them and that like in the in the car with Heather. Out. So funny, Mary's face.
2: Mary was just confusé.
1: I loved it.
2: I wouldn't have opened my window. No way. I would be like, put it, put <laughs> so it on the funny. ground and step away from the car. No. Oh, I get the chills. It creeps me out. Oh. Okay. Whitney and Justin. Oh boy. Do you have an opinion on whose side you're on after this scene?
1: Uh, not really. Okay.
2: So you, you? think that she's got bacon burning, kids fighting, dogs peeing, and this fucker being on the phone. <laughs> You don't think.
1: No, now that you've reminded me of that. Yes,
2: okay. And saying that he's feeling overwhelmed and he's not wearing his wedding ring. Uh,
1: Yes, okay. Yeah. Because (laughs) when you put it like that,
2: she's got all this stuff going on, doesn't feel close to him, and therefore isn't initiating sex. No one said that Mm -hmm. she's not having sex. She's not initiating sex. I think he needs to grow the fuck up. I find Mm -hmm. him so unimpressive right now. Your wife is telling you that she's feeling alone and your response to her is, well, don't. (laughs) Don't feel alone. She is being so communicative instead of like a lot of us when we're not feeling seen and heard and appreciated, we don't vocalise it. We get in our own head. No, no, she's vocalising it. She's doing the right thing. And this fuck is like not wearing his wedding ring. No, I am so unimpressed with him right now. She even says growing pains are hard. So she's even acknowledging that it's a growing pain situation. She's not saying I hate you for this. She's saying we're going through – this is a time in our relationship where we're growing and so it's hard. She's saying all the right therapy things. No, he's not responding at all.
1: I think she might – I don't know how real it is. Let's just say that. I think she sort of is like in an off-season just saying, oh, hey, Han, let let's have some marital problems. No, no. I do think so. No, or I think these problems might exist. And she's like, "I'm going to bring it up," and he's just like, "Yes, dear." And he's sitting there, oh. and she's she's saying all the right things because she's planned it. I just don't know how true and honest. Do you and think they'll be fine next She is okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm buying into it. Oh, I'm such a maroon. I, I I don't know how much I believe
1: Whitney on anything these days.
2: Okay. Yes, you are very sus on the Whitney. Yeah, because
1: she's always suss on everyone else, and so it's sort of rubbed off on me. I think that's true. And I just think, you know, when if she's poking holes in everybody, yeah, and she's calling out everyone through the lens of like a narrative on the show, it's like, so you're obviously super hyper focused on narrative.
2: I get you. And so it
1: just makes me think that, yeah, I don't know, maybe she's she's angling.
2: What did you think about this candle making? I'm sorry, who's making a bacon and a Bible candle? <laughs> What? Well,
1: I love an activity like that for myself yeah, I do. But then it sort of just seems like you pour the hot wax in and the oils in and that's it
2: You just pour it in and wait for it Like how, do you mix it yourself or does someone else do that? I don't know
1: it's, It didn't seem like much of an activity when, when no. you just do that I'm
2: sorry, I just think candle making's the bottom of the barrel of activity Like what are we, Amish <laughs> We're going to make our own fucking candles now? Really? Why don't you just go make your own soap? Like we're literally having I to make that. grocery. I, like no. Oh, then again, I make jam. So who the fuck am I to talk? Anyway, let's move on. Mm. Mary. Mary got a lot of airtime this episode. Oh boy. Um, did you notice not even the dog wants to go near her? And we've got her on this TV, like she's a good person. Her dog doesn't want a bar of her, won't walk in the room. And y'all are trying to tell me that she's not a crazy cult leader. Her son doesn't even want to tell her that he got married.
1: Uh, yeah, and the the wife was is living in the house, but Mary doesn't I don't know. What what awareness does Mary have of her own life? Or is she just walking into her living room and getting so distracted by all the colours like the rest of us? It's hard for her to focus. <laughs>
2: Mary doesn't even know she's a cult leader. This is why I think people are giving her grace. Yes, she's a cult leader, but she doesn't even know because she grew up in this same cult and her grandmother was the cult leader. Right. So she doesn't know what's going on.
1: She is fascinating.
2: She is fascinating, but I think she should maybe go and see a doctor. She might need some medication.
1: How wildly different Was she with Meredith than she has been with everyone else? Like, she, did you see her demeanour? It was just, like, open and nice and and warm.
2: She respects Meredith. If she doesn't respect you, she thinks you are the scum under her shoe.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
2: But if she respects you for whatever wild reason, she treats you like a normal human being.
1: How do you think she treats people in her church? Like, scum or, like, with respect?
2: No, not with respect.
1: Scum, right? Yeah,
2: I think it's very rare, the people that she... Like, her son, who she buys his toilet paper and his underwear and his toothpaste. He lives at home. She d- pays for everything. He could be 12. There's no difference. Uh-huh. His girlfriend moves in and he goes and gets married and nothing in his life changes. Like, yeah, she loves crazy. him. He can't do any wrong. She's crying... Because she's like, why wouldn't you think you could tell me this? Not, what the fuck are you doing? If you (laughs) want to be married, get the fuck, go, go.
1: That's crazy. If she loves
2: and respects someone, they kind of walk all over her. But if she doesn't, she walks all over them. Like, there's no balance. I don't, she crazy. What is going on?
1: It's bizarre. And we got
2: Lisa Barlow saying, I'm not winning mother of the year. I don't think Mary's winning mother of the year over here. (sighs) Her son was like, yeah, maybe, kind of. What the fuck? Uh,
1: yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. I think Heather is not doing too bad with Mother of the Year. When she was saying, like, how relieved she is that her daughter is on a beach, you know, partying. In a
2: bikini, as, like, like, like a normal teenager. opposed to being in a mission. Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, I get it, Heather. I get it. I think she's got a refreshing take on parenthood compared to the other people in the room.
2: Heather has a real relationship with her children. This is what having a relationship with your children looks like. She is involved in her kids' life. Her kids can come to her and they do and they talk about real things. From growing up in a cult, Heather has raised and been participated in a normal family with her daughters.
1: Yeah, I'm coming back around on her, as I've said.
2: And you know what? I read slash listened. I don't want to say I read because it makes me sound smart. I listened to Heather's audiobook. Like I said, I didn't think it was the most riveting, well-written, any of that stuff. But, I, yeah, I don't understand why these people aren't listening to it to get a perspective on her and her past and all that stuff. I think they're just totally. jealous. They're jealous and so they're like, I'm not reading her book. This Lisa should definitely be listening to this book. This Lisa should definitely be talking to Heather about this stuff. She's an avid stuff. reader. <laughs> She's an avid reader.
1: still laughing about that. What do you think of the Candle Shop girl being like, oh, are you Jack Barlow's mum? And it's like, Dar, you know who Lisa is.
2: Yeah, of course. Everyone
1: in Salt Lake knows who Lisa is. But then Lisa's like, yeah. And isn't actually acknowledging the main problem, which is this candle shop girl knew about the mission before you. Like,
2: Yeah, but that's kind of normal that teenagers, their friends know their stuff before their parents do. I think that's really normal.
1: But I think Lisa needs to do a bigger deep dive into this mission stuff. She's sort of just letting it all happen and wash over her and I think they're giant red flags.
2: I'm getting the impression that every time we see Lisa on camera with her kids, that's the only time she spends with her kids. Oof. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. She's a working mum. I don't even mean that in a bad way. But it seems like when she finds stuff out about her kid on the camera, that is literally the time she's finding that stuff out. (laughs) Other than that, my question is, when are you talking to your kid? Because it doesn't seem like you're talking to him. When are you... Reading up on what missions are about Because it seems like when you're talking to Heather You absolutely have no idea what's going on If my kid was going on a mission I would be reading up as much as I can about it Uh It seems like she's clueless I'm not meaning any of that in like a you're a bad mum way I'm really not But if you're just finding out about this stuff right now Or I haven't read the Book of Mormon What are you doing?
1: It'd make a great movie, the Book of Mormon I just... (laughs) From what I'm hearing about it, I really want to read it. This
2: is what I'm saying. Yeah. The time is nice, sweetheart. You got to get on this shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What's get, the co- get the
1: audiobook.
2: Get the audio book, bitch. <laughs> Listen to it when you're in the drive-thru. Like,
1: <laughs> get an audible free trial. I, get the credit. Like, come on. It,
2: it costs me 17 bucks a month. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming she's a very busy person. I get that. But it doesn't seem like she's pressed for time to get this stuff done. Or mm-hmm. is is this also just for the TV and he's not really going on the mission? Like, what's going on?
1: I think he is. I, I believe that. I just think maybe Lisa thinks it's a good thing and it makes her look good.
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that.
1: I don't think she realises the, the rest of it and that's why she doesn't want to talk to Heather because she doesn't want to be confronted with realities of what it is.
2: Yeah, but then aren't you worried for your kid? Does she think in the back of her head she's just going to send a private jet for him in six weeks? Maybe. While he's on that mission, you're not allowed to talk to him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, It's
1: going to be a wake-up call. Sh-
2: yeah. Like, it's your kid. Like, surely you would be a bit more gung-ho. oh, Or maybe he's she's like, he's 18, I can't stop him, so I'd rather not know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a kid. Maybe I should just shut the fuck up. Maybe I'd just rather talk about Mary, Meredith, and the nasty fly in her house. (laughs) The whole point of this scene is we find out that Mary's not going to Angie's Easter party and Meredith's not invited. whoop de doop
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's just get to the Easter party. So I must say when we first rocked up to Angie's house for the Easter party and I saw the food, the lamb on the spit, the massive table. It all looked very familiar to me. This is very similar to how Mm -hmm. we do Easter. We always have a lamb on the spit for Easter, even if I don't eat it anymore. The only difference is that our house would never have been big enough to fit all those people and we would have all been in the garage because it was the only place big enough for 10 trestle tables. So right. we'd, we'd be in the garage and the spit would be in the backyard. Not It's all very elegant and up and, and bougie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mary calls. She can't come because she had a flood in her Vegas house basement a year ago and everything just got done. Okay? <laughs> so if it's all taken care of, I don't know why you need to go to Vegas. She doesn't want to go. We know she doesn't want to go. I'm wondering if this is why Mary was a friend of this season because she kept declining invitations to film.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right.
2: And I also agree with Monica. I wouldn't want to inflict her mother on Angie's dad either.
1: Monica's mother.
2: This Monica's mother. She got to oh, go. Oh boy. She got to go. Oh,
1: do you want to just unload on on Monica's mum?
2: Monica's mother triggers me. Yeah. Very much. I did cry a little when Monica was talking about little Monica. I unpacked that in therapy for four fucking years. I hear you, girl. Uh The other lady's feeling bad for Monica's mum. I do not feel bad for Monica's mum. I get it. If I was Monica, I would walk away from her mother. You're not going to get what you want from her. In my opinion, Monica is – it's not that she's not trying to forgive her mum for the shitty mum she was. It's the fact that Monica's mum isn't asking for her to forgive her. That is Mm -hmm. what is pissing her off. She's not mad at her mum about this day. She's mad at her mum about every other day that came before. Stop trying to have a relationship with someone. She's not going to be the mother you want. She doesn't want to be. She thinks she's perfect. She thinks she's done nothing wrong. And she hates Monica. It's not that she hates Monica. It's that she loves herself more. She's always Uh loved herself more. She's never not going to love herself more because she's probably in survival mode for the shitty childhood she had. Yeah This is why I don't have children people
1: Breaking the cycle This Mm -hmm. is why people
2: like that shouldn't have kids You shouldn't have kids until you're ready to be a parent Monica's mum was never ready to be a parent Now I'm going to cry Yeah I'm going to move on But this whole her mum acting like she's being a good mum Like please come to the bathroom and don't do this here Like fuck off Monica's mum wants everyone to think she's being a good mum And they bought it hook, line and sinker I get why Monica's pissed
1: Uh, She was being very manipulative
2: Oh totally totally i don't think angie was pissing her off as much as her own mother was pissing her off and no one gets it so don't look to them for sympathy you're not gonna get it the whole thing hurt my fucking heart she needs to kick her mother to the curb
1: why was her mother there like why when monica's having a sit down with angie is is the mother just sitting in between them get up and go and busy yourself somewhere else
2: because her mom wants camera time nathan
1: Angie had no fucking clue what was going on either, did she? Angie was sitting there not knowing what fight she was in. She was out of it.
2: I do not believe that Angie is buying this shit from Lisa. Why is Lisa saying it's Monica's fault? It's not Monica's fault for going up to her and going, by the way, everyone's talking about you behind your back. This is what they're saying. I do not understand this, Angie.
1: It's the on-camera thing. It's almost like Angie saying you can say whatever the fuck you want on the streets but don't say it on camera.
2: She's saying, okay, so Angie's upset with Monica because Monica is bringing up on camera what they were all saying off camera. Is that what you're... Yeah, I
1: think so. I think so. And Meredith is so Machiavellian that she found a way to bring it up on camera without saying it. So in her head, she's scoff-free. She's uh-huh. she's fine. She never said the rumors. She just said there are rumors. So uh-huh. she's playing it like a season four housewife. Monica's playing it like a season one housewife. And Angie's playing it like the lady who watches at home because she's not, she's not at the same level as everyone else in the room. Angie K needed Jen Shah last season to make herself relevant. Yeah. And she's, she's trying, she's trying uh-huh. it. Mm. I'm enjoying her this season mm. but she's she's playing chess not checkers. No, she's playing Play checkers, checkers not, not chess.
2: chess. You are so right. I missed all of that Nathan. I missed it all. I am the Monica. I am the Angie K. <laughs>
1: That's why I
2: talk about it. You're so right. Okay, this this is perspective now. Okay, now I get what Angie's problem is and she should have said, "Yes, but you're the one that brought it up on camera no one else did."
1: She's fumbling the bag and and, like, she needs to be unpacking Lisa because mm. Lisa's saying she's never heard it in 30 years and it's like, yes, you have.
2: Yes, you're right. She needs to be unpacking Lisa. Oh, Nathan. That makes but sense But also now.
1: Angie, Angie's so self-involved oh, yeah. that she's making Easter and Christ's crucifixion <laughs> a metaphor for her husband's gay rumours. So, like, she's not got the, the depth, I think, to unpack any of this.
2: Everyone, including the priest, was like, where is this going?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> where,
2: like, I'm glad you're inspired by the Jesus, but not quite, sweetheart. <laughs> just shut up and eat the food. That was crazy. I laughed and laughed. Like, um, just eat the food, man. Oh, speaking of the food, look, I'm not Greek, okay? I'm not. I'm not saying I am. I'm not saying I fucking know everything. But just FYI for the people out there, pasticho is nothing like shepherd's pie. And dolmades okay. are not called dolomites. <laughs> <laughs> like, just shut up and eat the fucking food. Don't comment about uh-huh. the food like you know the food. Like, that just hurt my heart. I feel sorry for all my Greek peeps out there. Pasticho is not shepherd's pie, okay? Yeah. Don't be disrespecting the food like that. That just, I was like, Shh, Heather, I love you, but just shut up. Dolomites, uh-huh. really? Dolomites. I mean, we, we do have to cut Heather some slack. She no longer knows the difference between Judas and Brutus. So that was fucking uh, yeah, funny. Yeah. That made me laugh. Because, see, this yeah, is what happens good. when you're no longer in a cult. You can read and learn about Brutus.
1: <laughs>
2: we end with them doing the the Greek dancing with the dollar dollar bills. I did notice Whitney uh-huh. trying to booty dance with her husband. It's like, honey, it's not the time to booty dance. There are children present and grandparents present. <laughs> It's Easter. <laughs> I did love the Easter party idea, like I said. I love I love all the little woggy things and, and uh-huh. looking at all the food. It did make me hungry. And then later this season we go on a trip for Monica's birthday. She's crying. Meredith did something she's accused of doing. Whitney tells Heather she exploited her sexuality in her book. Let me tell you, she did not.
1: Oh, yeah, so what, what was in the book?
2: So Heather was very lovely about all the housewives when she spoke about them. Okay. And she said basically Heather was dabbling in photography while she was still married okay. and she met Whitney when she did a boudoir shoot for Whitney. So Whitney booked a boudoir shoot with Heather and she okay. talks about that and about how Whitney stripped off in the nutty for one of the photos. So what?
1: Uh huh.
2: That's it. Oh, that's all? That's it. So how did she exploit oh. her sexuality by telling the world that Whitney did a boudoir shoot? Whitney, we've seen your Tatars and your hoo-ha already. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming she's not happy about it because she's going through a funky time in her marriage.
1: Allegedly.
2: Heather's talking about her experience with when she met Whitney and what happened. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like this is a woman huh. who's got a stripper pole. Yeah. <laughs> and and did a nudie painting thing with her husband on national TV. international tv and now she's got a problem that heather says when i met whitney i took photos of her for a boudoir shoot
1: yeah yeah we'll have to see what that's about
2: lisa Mm -hmm. wants to enjoy the sound bowl heather gets some devo info mary tells monica not to trust anyone and pirate heather tells meredith she committed a betrayal and angie's pissed meredith's in hospital these were my notes for later this season did i miss anything
1: no, but the the general vibe is that it's going to be a good second half of the
2: season. Everyone's going to cry. It's going to be everyone's going to fight. Everyone's going to be pissed off, and Meredith ends up in hospital on a drip. So I think that's
1: sounds- oh, that photo of her in bed. <laughs> oh, just like ugh.
2: She better be in hospital on a drip. That better not be her at home with a vitamin IV, because I'll be disappointed. Yeah, well, I
1: don't
2: know. I'll be disappointed.
1: I'm engaging.
2: Me too Do you want to quickly talk about Real Housewives of Sydney? Oh sure All I want to know is Have you heard of a jelly pedicure before? Because I have not seen a jelly pedicure before I want a jelly pedicure How, How have I missed the jelly pedicure? I missed it You missed the fact that there was a short clip of Nicole With her feet in some schmutz?
1: Yeah, no, but I missed that
2: That's a thing I had to Google it Apparently it's a thing Wow The only other thing I want to talk about or the other question I have for you is how the fuck did Chris's daughter get cast in a fashion show? How? uh, Did you see that walk? Did you see that face? Yeah.
1: I thought she was going to fall over that balcony ledge and, like, there'd be a death on the scene.
2: I mean, she's tall. She's thin. I wouldn't say she's thin. She's slim, sort of. She's a regular girl who's probably six feet tall. Is that why she got cast? Because her mum's quasi-famous.
1: Because the mum said, the cameras are coming, it'll be great value for you.
2: That kid was walking on the catwalk almost like a Ramona, except it wasn't. Uh-huh. She looked petrified and her arms were sticking out at a 45-degree angle apiece.
1: She did a shit job.
2: <laughs> she was <laughs> terrible. But we knew she was going to be terrible because when she auditioned, she looked ridiculous. Uh-huh. she can't walk she's walking and one of their legs was coming in and the other one was going out straight she had a very unpracticed, terrible walk I'm um, she needs to practice she doesn't mm-hmm. have the model body slash face come on she's not even pretty
1: like, oh, okay. I'm sorry I think I think, <laughs> I think um not. it was a good discussion. With all of the housewives about modelling and, like, whether you would let your kid model over the age of 18 or under 18, like, I thought that was interesting.
2: I thought that conversation at the end was like a bomb. They're all mum-shaming each other.
1: Yeah, it's great. (laughs)
2: This woman just came to dinner after her kid walked in a fashion show and they want to tell her, and she's 14, 15, sorry, and they want to tell her, I'd never let my kid do that till she's 18 because of Predators. The woman was just at her kid's fashion show. Like, shut the fuck up. We should be talking about the fact that her kid got the show because of her because she's not pretty enough and thin enough to be a model. She's not. I'm sorry. She's not. Okay, I disagreed with Caroline about a lot of things that she said. A lot. But she's not wrong. If I want to see the mix of diversity, I'll go to the Westfield. I agree. Uh, (laughs) I have no problem with Like diversity in a fashion show I love that But can we just stop pretending That your daughter is going to make it as a model Can we? Can we just? (laughs) She got cast because your mum She's an Epo baby She's an Epo
1: baby Correct I'm not
2: saying she's like Ugmo Quasimodo (laughs) I'm saying I am Ugmo Quasimodo I am saying that So I feel like as an ugly person I'm allowed to comment On whether other people are pretty or not (laughs) Even if they're 15 they're on my TV, sweetheart. <laughs> I am having a conversation with you, Nathan, as my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get I it. I
2: understand other people are listening, but but <laughs> but for but for the sake of this argument, it's just you and me talking.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not texting this girl and saying you're too ugly to be a model. No. You're just saying it to me. I I'm get it. I'm just
2: saying it to you. And <laughs> come on. what you had did you not think what I'm saying, Nathan? I'm asking you right now to out yourself. Did you think what I'm saying? Nathan, be honest.
1: Might have, it might have flashed in my head.
2: This is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay? It's That's true. So but at the same time, I thought Carolyn was wrong talking about predators on the industry. I'm like, read the room, sweetheart. And then she says, you can't do both. You can't have it all. I'm sorry. You can't also marry some rich dude who when you divorce them... Gives you so much money you don't have to work again. That's not the real fucking world.
1: Is she the one that was a model and then said I would never let a child of mine model until they're 18? Yeah. I'd listen to her.
2: Oh, there is that. I'm not saying her opinion isn't valid. Actually, yes, I am. She's saying you can't do both, i.e. work and be a parent and be a good parent. That's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. If you're... (laughs) kid waits till they're 18 to be a model they've probably missed the modeling boat
1: uh yes probably but I just think it's it's if you're gonna get your kid to go into that industry you need to be super proactive in teaching them about how to identify eating disorders how to identify how they're feeling like that's a super tough industry and I think you've got to give them all the tools
2: it's true but you saw Chrissy she went with her to the audition she didn't send her to the QVB on her own. She went with her. She was at the fashion show.
1: This is the thing. I can't take this show seriously when I can recognize like where they are. I know. I'm like, okay, this is this. You're at the QVB job. this isn't this isn't that fancy.
2: I know. And also that audition that was like a little pop up shop in the QVB. Uh
1: huh. Like uh-huh. that
2: wasn't like her store, which is fine. Yeah. But like calm your phone. I firm.
1: can't take it seriously. What about when they went to the to the markets? Mm. Who was that dumb one and they kept saying, identify this spice and she couldn't she couldn't figure out what turmeric was? Oh, so
2: that was um that was the Viviano one. What's her name? Is it Terry?
1: I don't know. I don't know any of the names, but it was so funny how she didn't know a, a fucking thing. <laughs> she could not identify a spice if it was Emma Blunt.
2: Well, one of them was black sesame seeds. How do you not know what black sesame seeds look like? <laughs> it's a sesame seed. The other one though, she was fucking OTT living in, she's she's really trying to push the narrative of I'm so posh and fancy and rich, which makes me think she's really not that posh, fancy or rich. Like the last time I tipped was on on a yacht or I felt like we were in Marrakesh. (laughs) Mate, you live in Australia, we have one of those markets on every fucking corner for every fucking nationality. It was a warehouse with open shelving. It wasn't a fucking Marrakesh market.
1: (laughs) She was like, it reminds me of Marrakesh.
2: (laughs) They were like those 10 kilo rice bags stacked in a corner. Like it wasn't a fancy schmancy. We have those delis everywhere. We're fucking grateful we have them, but they're on every fucking street corner. Like calm down. You weren't in a weird place you'd never been before. You were at a fucking grocery store.
1: Also, I just need to flag, I made a joke about Spice Girls and Mm. I got I, I, and I misquoted the name of a Spice Girl. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I think I said Emma Blunt instead of Emma Bunton, so that's my bad.
2: Oh, that's okay. I'm not a Spice... I'm not a... I, I, I know confused. Victoria Beckham. That's it. I don't I don't know the Spice Girls. That's
1: they? that's the Spice that she can't identify. Yes. Victoria
2: Beckham. I, okay, I yeah. can't identify um, the Spices. I was never a Spice Girls fan.
1: Have you seen this, this thing? I think there's a David Beckham documentary yes, or something. Yes, I've heard other. about it. And I'm Victoria gonna... Beckham's, like, trying to say she's working class and David keeps popping and being like, you were not raised working class.
2: Yes. <laughs> she's like...
1: I was. And he says, how many cars did you have or something like that? And she was like, uh, (laughs) anyway.
2: Yeah, no, I've heard Um, it's good. I've heard it's really good.
1: Anyway, yes, Sydney's fun. It's fun, but I I don't really have that many thoughts other than that.
2: I don't have that many thoughts. I like this Kate the Vet Butt. She's... She's not putting it on for the cameras. I'm really enjoying that.
1: Oh, my God, that date she went on was so funny with that guy who listened to Joe Rogan and has ice baths. That was so funny. He
2: was a creeper dude. The second I saw him, I did not realise that he was like five foot nothing and that's why it wouldn't (laughs) work. The second I saw him, I was like, that's a no from me.
1: Oh. Well, I, I got a bit annoyed at her at first because I was like, oh, come on, like, just date a short person, get over yourself. But then he started talking and I was like, oh, no, he's crazy.
2: No, I'm sorry. It's a thing for girls. I mean, my boyfriend is taller than me, but when I'm in, like, really high heels, he's not that much taller than me and it bothers me. Okay, leave us I girls you alone. you need to get over it. Leave us girls alone. We're not big hoarders like you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I love a short king.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys are so open with all the different... All the different body types and shapes. (laughs) Us us women aren't as much. You're right. We do need to take a leaf out of your book because we end up with them, so why do we care?
1: (laughs) Are there any sizzles?
2: Ariana Maddox is doing a show. She's doing a town Oh, did you watch House of Villains? No, I didn't want to because it just seemed really lame. Is it good? I loved it. Oh, okay. I just thought, oh, I don't know if I can do another show where people are just cunts to each other is it good
1: yeah well i've only seen one episode but i really enjoyed it
2: i think there's only one episode out okay i'll watch it i'll watch it
1: and i think like Jax has put a target on himself because he's dumb as bricks like it's great he
2: is dumb as bricks okay so ariana maddox she's doing another cocktail book blah 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 she's doing a three show single af an evening with bad bitches with ariana maddox tour oh that's gonna be good well, I don't know if it's okay. going to be good, but I want to know all about it. <laughs> so
1: I hope it comes to Sydney.
2: It'd have to be really fucking good. Apparently prices start at $87 on Vivid Sydney. more seats. than Erica's concert. Ah! <laughs> I love that. She's still on the Dancing with the Stars. I haven't, I haven't YouTubed it yet because obviously we don't get that in Australia straight away, do we? Is it on?
1: I haven't seen a single thing.
2: I've never seen the show. What the fuck do I know? What else? Oh, did you see episode one reunion for uh, OC that? Tamara told Andy to fuck off. It wasn't that big a deal. Was that
1: in the actual episode or was that cut?
2: It was. It was in the episode. I watched it. Was it
1: a big deal
2: though? No, it wasn't a big deal. She didn't turn around and go, fuck off, Andy. It was almost like she disagreed with him and instead of saying, I disagree with you, she went, fuck off, Andy. Like, she's a swearer. I didn't think it was that big a deal.
1: Yeah. I didn't. I don't know. I remember when Carol had a go at Andy and then she Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he liked that.
2: No. He didn't seem taken aback by it. It is the way uh-huh. that Tamara speaks. I don't think I don't think he got taken aback. So, there's an article about Salt Lake. Apparently Monica said that Jen informed her of her telemarketing scheme before she was arrested. I think Oh, she was on Watch What Happens Live and said some shit. Did you see Monica on Watch What Happens Live?
1: No, I haven't seen that yet. But I think we knew that Monica, well, Monica as an informant obviously knew stuff.
2: Well, yeah. So Andy asks her, how did you find out what she was doing for real? And she said she, said, she told me how her scheme worked and she asked me to be part of it. And I said, absolutely not. That's when I reached out to my friend in the Secret Service.
1: What? All right. Sure, Monica. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's. Sure. Let, okay. I've got to go and watch the Watch What Happens live because she's saying she told her friend in the Secret Service. We never actually got to talk after that because then I was a witness in her federal trial. Mm. I go to see the episode. I don't know why I'm reading the article, I'm like, I need to hear the way she's explaining it. I need to hear the context. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. Great.
1: All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you've got any uh, little sizzles you want to send our way or dog pics or cat pics or bird pics or dick pics, just send them through to <laughs> at effing Bravo and ratings and reviews are always appreciated, even the bad ones these days. Oh, my
2: God, dick pics. So go that for it. Me. Please don't send me dick pics, but you can send them to Nathan. That's fine. I mean, I've, I have I think I've told you this. I've only ever received one. It was an accident. It was from a stranger. It happened to be on my birthday and it was very pretty. <laughs>
1: We're gonna to have to remedy that. Send send dicks through and <laughs> um, and, and, and puppy picks and thank you very much.
2: Oh my god. Okay. Thanks everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.